0: You're listening to Come Curious. How
1: to make a porno. Hello, Florence. Hi. Hello, Reed. <laughs> Do you have any exciting updates for us?
0: I have the most exciting updates in the whole wide world today for everyone.
1: In the whole They love it.
0: <laughs> so I don't know if anyone saw my Instagram. I've been kind of like teasing what's been going on in my life a little bit. Basically, <laughs> I have to explain explain this. Basically, I have entered into a throuple kind of situation. Never thought that I would be in a throuple in my whole entire life. I know. Polyamory so wasn't, <laughs> wasn't something that I thought that I would, one, enjoy or just even entertain yet somehow it all started with Mr Cowboy and Mr Cowboy linking up with the other girl that he's seeing Annie Um, and I had actually met Annie before she was even brought up to me by Brett which is totally weird like and wondrous we met each other I know we met each other at a Mustang sanctuary so like a (laughs) For horses, not for cars. For horses, yeah, for horses, (laughs) not for cars. Very confusing (laughs) for a Mustang owner like myself. So yeah, we'd actually met there before and now Brett kind of linked, he played Cupid in this and we then started chatting through him and have started dating and it's been... few weeks now i think of us kind of all dating each other and last week it was valentine's day and i've always had really really bad valentine's days i've never gotten there even even in relationships i've never really experienced the valentine's day that i've wanted and i've you know i've tried to do the whole oh anti-valentine's day thing but then i was really Mm -hmm. sitting on it today like this this year and being like well being anti valentine's day feels like a little bit like bar humbug and like uh love mm. ew and i'm like that is the opposite of who i am i'm i'm not yeah. against love like i love love and as much as like i've given up on love this year in terms of like not focusing on it it's like it's still an important part of my life and everyone's life and if the whole rest of the yeah. world is celebrating love and doing cute things together, why would I say, oh, you know, I'm just going to actually not <laughs> do do cute yeah. things on Valentine's Day on purpose? So I ended up reaching out to my thruple asking them on a date and it didn't quite work out as planned, but I did end up <laughs> having an even better Valentine's Day than I even thought was possible so I started my day with a date with Annie in a cute cafe out here and we were just like in the corner like being all cuddly and smoochy and like not giving a shit that everyone can see us um yeah good so cute and then I went over to Mr Cowboy's and had like a co-working day which then ended up in um me watching him chopping wood in the back garden the yard. Fucking hot. (laughs) And then... Damn. (laughs) damn, That lumberjack vibes. Literally what Mm. the... Literally the curious fucker last week that was like the posing with an axe thing. And I totally got a preview of that. um, And why it's so sexy. And then, yeah, we ended up having a really amazing um, evening together where he tied me up. And he Mm. honestly... We had the wand, and I was like, had the rope around my pussy whilst he was fucking me. Like, um, in the photographs of the Shabari that we did, that you could see, you can see it on OnlyFans. I haven't come this much, I swear, maybe ever. Like, the multiple <laughs> orgasms were mm. crazy. This is a- kind literal. Yeah, but then also, like, Maybe like dual kind of situations because oh, he was penetrating yeah. me at the same time, and oh, with but what it was like, penis? Yeah, penis? penis? Yeah, penis. Yeah, mm. penis. And yeah, penis. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I I have a feeling that I found it suddenly like I wasn't in my head at all. I didn't have to imagine mm. anything because sometimes in the past I've been like. <laughs> No, this makes a lot of sense. Um, going when a guy's going down on me or whatever, I'm like thinking about a girl going down on me, or I'm thinking about pussy yes. at the same time, or mm-hmm. anything to like get me to climax. But this time, nothing. Like I was just so like, in subspace, like in my in my rope tied up, and I was just like fucking coming mm. so hard and so much. And I wonder if it's because I had this day that I was just, I was so happy that day. I I felt yeah. so much, like, love mm. and so cared for and so nurtured. And I think I fully was able to kind of relax into the sex without being in my head. So, yeah, just had the most beautiful Valentine's Day in, in the world. And... I'll I'll update you about what happened the following day with Annie on the next episode. But I'm fucking gassed at the moment. Like, I'm so happy that these two amazing people are in my life. And yeah, I just I feel very, like, warm inside and very, very satisfied. And this is kind of what I've been really wanting and waiting for. But it came at a point where I was like, you know what? It's fine. I don't need it. (laughs) Yeah. I
1: swear that's the rules. If you are looking for love, if you are desperate for it, if you are pining for it and searching, it's the moment that you ease into it and start feeling comfortable within yourself and being happy that you're single. Just be like, "You know what? Fuck it. Whatever." That's yeah. when you attract because you you attract the love you think you deserve, right? It's that line from that fucking movie. If you're looking for that desperate love, you will get you will take it and you will get it from anywhere. But then when you're finally happy within yourself, that's when you just say, like, fuck you to the idiots. And you're like, I don't
0: need to part with this shit. I'm going to move on and find something good. Mm. Yeah, life's feeling pretty fucking good. Yeah. I'm very, very, very happy with these two beautiful people in my life.
1: That's so lovely. You fucking deserved it after the fucking shit you've gone through the last two years. I swear to God. Last five years. Last life years. Bro, you need... (laughs) You whole de- life, <laughs> whole life. You deserve, you deserve some good love in your life, for fuck's sake.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. What about, what about you, Ree? What's been going on? What about me?
1: Um, I I just came back from a beautiful weekend in Leeds. That was really fun, but the fun yeah. sex stuff I've got to tell you about, Florence. I hit my limit. I hit a limit, and the limit went over, and. Jacob and I had to have some serious like aftercare words after it. Yeah. Um, wow. Because what was interesting was what that happened? I hit my limit when I didn't know that I had hit my limit and it wouldn't have been right. obvious to him. So we, we play quite violently. Is that even the term we play? We push each other to the extremes. We love that. We love playing around with safe words and it was such a simple move. It was similar to what you had done where I got tied up and I had the wand directly on my clip but tied to my leg and um, Mm. Jacob was turning it up and turning it down and leaving the room with it on which at the time you know was amazing but I hit my limit and it wasn't it it, there was a point where it wasn't pleasurable anymore it turned into pain and anger and frustration and I was saying I was saying my safe word and It's complicated, right? BDSM is always complicated because I'm still getting off on the situation. I'm still enjoying the situation. So is Jacob. And the previous weekend before that, we had basically done the exact same thing, maybe a little bit less. Mm. And I loved every moment of that. And I came and I had the best time. But then for some reason this weekend, we did the same thing, but I didn't want it, didn't like it. Well, I say I didn't like it. I was still getting off on it. Um, And we we had like a little midweek check-in on the Wednesday a couple of days later. And yeah, and I was like, yeah, I still don't know if I really found that pleasurable. It's not that I didn't like it because the whole scene itself was fun and exciting and again being pushed to my limits, but also like fascinating. And, and Jacob was shocked as well. He was like, no fucking way. He he was also a bit like, fuck, I really need to check myself as a dom and like really need to check in more with you. And I was like, well, you're not to know. I wasn't to know. How are you going to know? It's all about the back and forth dialogue. Um, so yeah, yeah. R- recognising that we both needed a hell of a lot of aftercare after that session. Recognising that we can play with... CNC, consensual, -consensual non-consensual roleplay, we can like say really sort of harsh phrases, um, get really nasty with each other, use tickle torture with each other, but for some reason, direct contact with a wand was too much for me, and I I needed that aftercare throughout the week, so yeah, it's just fascinating, it's fascinating what the body does. That is Um, fascinating. And it was a real big learning curve for us both.
0: It makes sense that you would need aftercare throughout the week because I think he pushed past that boundary. Yeah. And no matter what Mm. that boundary was, it doesn't matter if it was like something really violent or something like clitoral stimulation. Mm. He still pushed past a boundary that you didn't realise you you had. And that also makes it more confusing as well. For for us both, yeah think we need to also appreciate how fucking strong those ones are oh my god they can god. actually be quite <laughs> quite a lot like we literally only usually use them on the first two settings yeah
1: yeah honestly it was up high bro i was like i was screaming yeah. at him like you fucking turn it down now and he's just there laughing at me which also was a massive turn on it's uh, it's complicated But yeah, it was too much. It was direct contact. And I think the weekend before, why it worked was because there was a lot of build-up. There was a lot of foreplay. There was a lot of like
0: penetrative
1: Mm. play as well as clitoral play. So I think like, you know, my, my, my vulva, my clit had swollen. So there was more skin protecting my sensitive clitoris. And then of course, when it was all of a sudden, strong wand direct on the clit. Oh my God, I was... Honestly, Florence, I was losing my mind and I'm still masturbating over the scene because I fucking loved it. But yeah, we had like a, we had some real words and like really talked about it in depth because we were both shocked. And I see it's a good thing. You know, it's good to find your limits, it's good to see what you can
0: and can't take. This is a really, important thing to talk about Mm, because we don't really mm -hmm. talk about the moments that are like okay how do we communicate around pushing that boundary things like this are inevitable in bdsm types scenarios and relationships so it's so important for it to almost for it to happen so you know how to then move on from it
1: exactly like I, i you know we both welcome that kind of situation it can feel a little bit uncomfortable at the time you know there can be feelings of like oh my God, I'm a bad person, I let this happen. Even then, I was I was frustrated at myself for not knowing that that was too much at the time and really communicating that across. I was still in the playful role-play kind of-esque feeling. So yeah, I think it is important to talk about it. You know, these are the situations we should be going like, no, talk to me more about. I welcome this. Like tell me when it's gone past your limits. Cause you want to know. I want to know where my limit is. So yeah. does the DOM or so does the person that you're playing with. You want to know these limits. It's important. Important for fun, safe sex. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that was my that was <laughs> that was my fun update is Learning your limits with a partner, or with someone new, or with with an existing partner, can be tricky. It's about that communication. Yeah. Mm. we love it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Scary, but important. So I'm glad that you've had that learning. I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah, and since talking about it over and over again, it's also both been a turn on for both of us. So it's it's we've turned it into a positive experience of like talking about it, seeing him smile and being like, are you getting turned on about this? You fucking sick I And mean, he's like, I'm sorry, man. I'm like, yeah, I am too. It's- <laughs> Me talking about how it was too much. It went beyond like from the pleasure to the pain. Like I, I- it was I was like, I needed it to stop. I was angry at you. And he was like, oh yeah, like, but, but please, <laughs> let's get back to reality. I don't know. The whole
0: thing is hot. It's very, it's very
1: complicated. BDSM is fucking complicated. So
0: complicated. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we both had like BDSME weeks. I love that for us. Yeah, we did so good. Fucking loving it. So in this episode, we are talking to you about how to make a porno. And as, obviously, to film directors in terms of pornographers, I guess, we, I guess, are the great, great people to tell you about this (laughs) subject. (laughs) Yes, well
1: we are professional porn directors. We've created our own porn. Um not only that, we've starred in our own porn, um, I suppose amateur porn on OnlyFans. True. And we've we've come at it from both sides. Like we met on a porn set. We we've did. we've done done a lot in the industry, seen a lot. So we wanted to bring this episode to you and basically tell you all of our advice and tips coming from a professional porn film
0: creation, but also amateur. Exactly. Because I also think that making porn just for yourselves and in your couples or uh, troubles or partnerships <laughs> is just so fun. Now I need to like ad- additional the additional lingo. the couples. Um, <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Not
1: anymore. See, motherfuckers, I'm like, but what about the troubles, man? Oh, they gotta be C2. <laughs> yeah,
0: it can be such a fun thing to do uh, with your partners. So. You can take this advice to making stuff for yourself Mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe even making some more professional porn. I just think making porn is one of the most beautiful things in the whole wide world. And one of the reasons that I love it is that I love being able to show and express the amazing feelings and connection that sex is on camera.
1: With the very fact we started Come Curious and the podcast was because of our love, our joint love of porn. That's how we found each other. That's how we met each other. Mm-hmm. We I mean we've said this story so many times, but we met we met each other on a porn set in Marlebone in London. And I needed a the dodgiest housemate. porn set in all of the world. Literally so dodged, like they should have been taken <laughs> down. It was just like money laundering. It, well it was just stealing money, I think. What? It was just fucking stealing money from people, basically. It was <laughs> it was so fucked up um, <laughs> anyway but from the darkness comes a silver lining and we met each other and we mm-hmm. clicked instantly we ended up moving in together and creating videos to put up on YouTube talking about sex because that's just what we love that's what yeah. we're passionate about we yeah. also loved porn we we loved like I think it was also at the time where maybe my love of porn was quite unhealthy I was watching a lot of porn I was uh, I, yeah. I used to like cry watching porn, being that obsessed with it, being like, why is my life not wow. like this? Yeah, porn. that's when you know it's <laughs> you know it's a problem. Yeah, because when you want the porn over reality.
0: Yeah, my my in the interesting thing about my side of pornography is is that I don't watch it that much, and I never really have. Yeah, but it's more like for me, porn is an expression of art. I've mm-hmm. a fucking fine art degree, so... In it. I guess that's why. Porn is art. But Porn is beauty. Porn is art. Bodies are art. Like, <laughs> I'm obsessed with the human body, I think. Mm. That's, like, the brain, like, the way that we connect with people, but also, like, the physical body and the sensations, mm. and it's sex is the pinnacle moment of human interaction and connection in our most vulnerable states and like if that's not art I don't know
1: what I don't know what the fuck is man I think that's where that was that was the mutual love of it is that like the expression of the body was is art yeah. it is art for us and that's I think that's why we both still do OnlyFans not only do we love what we put out there but we also believe that it's our right to express our bodies in the way that we want to and a lot of that is fun it's sexual it's how we feel on the inside I think so many people just don't understand that and when we think of porn we think of the free porn that we grew up with throughout the 90s the 2000s we think of like the really sort of violent misogynistic um hardcore porn where everyone is white everyone is very beautiful everyone has big tits and big dicks and yeah and it's in it It's a lot to handle. And that's not all porn is. That's the porn that we think of. And we also think of American porn, don't we? It's all like, oh Oh, my God. It's like, that is, but that is just one type, one category of porn. There are so many other different types of porn out there. And no, I'm not just talking about your stereotypical fucking genres on the side. Talking about artistic porn, like the art of blowjob, BDSM. There is like, Like, really, like, beautiful art house porn out there that's gorgeous to watch. Like, one of our favourite art creators, um, Four Chambered Heart, Four Chambers, like, makes the most incredible porn. There are literally porn... So amazing. What's it called? Porn festivals to show off your movies so you can win fucking... Like, it is is endless out there. But all we ever see is that. The crappy, hardcore shit that we find free online because nobody wants to pay for their porn yeah
0: you know it was it was funny um when i went to xbiz i saw like a snippet a screening of one of the films actually two one on adult time and one from digital playground but you know how like digital playgrounds are kind of like funny and spoofy and like quite high budget even though it's very like classic porn it was really amazing to see, like, mm. porn being an excuse for people to make make films and to, like, be super creative and have scripts and, you know, action sequences. Like, they did a... Yes. Um, I think, I can't remember what it was called, but it was, like, machine something and it was about like an army kind of stuff and they were all like dressed up in like proper army stuff and it was done so well i was like this is really impressive it was like one of those old b movies yeah um that might yeah, have been like even... quentin tarantino I
1: would, I would love to know which film that is because i used i used to work for digital playground they yeah uh, Kaizen triple
0: x it was a new one
1: Kaisen yeah. triple x like when i was at uni i did porn in as work experience and then they nearly kicked me out yeah. of uni because they didn't they didn't accept it <laughs> they didn't want it um, and then from there, I ended up yeah. finding like all these little jobs, all these freelance jobs and working for Kaizen who worked for Digital Play- Playground, Brazzers, Fake yeah. Taxi. Yeah. There was like... Um... There was like the big gay channel one as well, which we did loads of like amazing porn films for, really high quality. I even I got my brother involved, I got my sister involved, all playing
0: extras. We were both extras in one that we filmed. There was oh the day that we had, we had this amazing little documentary that Mm. we filmed for our YouTube channel. It got taken down at seven million views. Yeah, so sad that we can't get back. Extras.
1: Yeah. No. We we absolutely loved that, so and that sad. was with with Rebecca Moore.
0: She was performing in that
1: for yes, one of the cop destroyers. Yes, yes,
0: yes. Um, it was just oh yeah, that was the first time we met her. Yeah. Oh. Well, I met her. You you'd known her before. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was. It was. It's such a shame that that's been taken down. Really, because um, it was a a good little yeah. documentary we made. It actually really was. Yeah. I think we did a really good job. Yeah, and now it's just lost in the YouTube ether. Anyway, back to the subject. Shall we go through some tips on how to make a porno?
1: Yes, yeah. Anyone yeah. with a
0: video camera can be a porn
1: director and a porn performer. Like, that is basically... Anyone with a phone. Em- <laughs> yeah, anyone with a phone. <sighs> anyone that just, like, wants to... Ha- has a passion and a love for pleasure in sex and visuals, like fucking go for it but there is skill involved it does make a difference if you know how to film if you know how to edit I mean you don't have to do that with amateur I don't do that on fucking OnlyFans I literally just set up prop up my camera somewhere and I fucking go to town and that's it
0: bam yeah I really love doing like POV angles especially mm. for my amateur stuff mm-hmm. so like having someone else film from their point of view um, I think that's really cool and it always has like a really intimate experience to it, but one thing that I love and my biggest tip for making your own porn that you are really proud of and that looks really great, cinematic mode yes. on your iPhone. Yeah, it changes everything mm-hmm. into something that's flat to something that's like got some depth and is like got a little bit more like beauty and sensuality to it. Mm-hmm. And if you if you have the equipment then levelling
1: up and playing around with like a DSLR camera or something that feels nice to film on. Like, or getting, you know, you can get like little attachments for your phone for lenses that can just sort of like tweak it a little bit. And it's not necessarily about how it looks, but it's how you feel. If you are creating amateur porn, you've just rolled out of bed and done like a cute little video, that's going to feel different to if you fully put on makeup, if you get a whole outfit sorted, if you set the scene and the atmosphere and the lighting and like it's almost like getting into a a bigger character when you
0: perform. Yeah, I think that lighting plays a really Mm. good part in any filmmaking. I mean, it's so important to be well lit. Actually, I think I heard something um, about filmmaking in the past that like people don't really think about that 50% is the camera and the visuals, but also 50% is sound. Yes. Sound quality Mm -hmm. is so, so, so important. And that is something that you can obviously get involved with. I don't think I've done that in my own filmmaking when it comes to amateur stuff. But I've also found that, I don't know what it is about the iPhone um, mic, but it picks up, like, the smallest mm-hmm. sound sometimes. Yeah. And you can do, like, really kind of sensual, like, asmr type things.
1: Apple's products are pretty good for filming and and sound. So it's, it's, like, we've got, we need the filming on check, lighting check, sound. Yeah. Editing. Yeah. If you have the time and patience to edit... Um, I use, I think we both use actually Adobe Premiere. That's like the main place. Although yes. I, I learned in Final Cut, but I Final use Cut's like ab- obsolete
0: now. Something that I love using um, that is all based on my phone is Adobe Rush. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. a smaller version of the software that is phone friendly. Um, so if you've got all your footage on your phone, it's super easy just to edit it on your phone. Um, I really highly recommend that. Yeah. Uh, especially handy. as it's like, it's low effort um and if if you've got all the footage there anyway it kind of just depends on how you prefer to do things because if you like editing on uh like tiktok on it or instagram it's a little bit more it's like that
1: just you just can't really edit that if you're filming loads of video content you cannot edit on instagram or it just it just can't handle the information and then if it crashes then you lose it all I would say unless it's a really easy cut and shut video I would I would edit anything on a third party software just to protect yourself for if it crashes or fucks up
0: yeah and I think if you're going like full porno mode Mm. I would definitely do it on a laptop because then you get like the whole experience Mm -hmm. of actually editing the film that you've made which is really cool.
1: Or like a desktop desktop computer if you're going in so like the type of porn films that Florence and I've created with Erica Lust and X Confessions, where she actually gave us a budget. We understand that money has changed throughout all of the years. Like back in the 90s, they were they were paying people so much money and they had a whole crew of like 30 people and it was a huge deal. When we made our porn film with Erica Lust X Confessions, we got a budget of 22 to 24k.
0: And again, that was like, what, five years ago? More than yeah quite a long time yeah a long time ago but i also think budgets have crunched since then yeah. which is really sad even though inflation
1: yes and we also like we we're, we're an ethical porn set we made sure that everyone got paid fairly that the sex workers weren't treated like cattle you know like they got a, a fucking decent wage for just doing a blowjob scene or a cunnilingus scene <laughs> i don't know why i had to say yeah. blowjob or cunnilingus like pussy eating scene um we were paid fairly And everyone in the crew was, so uh, total, it was a big crew. You know, we we were filming in in a, a huge recording studio where we had to rent kit, hire the space. It was Florence and I doing... Acting, so being extras, as well as porn directing. We had a producer.
0: We had a camera operator, camera assistant. We had a production assistant. We had a runner. We had BTS filmer. Yeah. We had makeup artist. We had a stylist. Yes. We had a photographer on set. We had a lighting gaffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of all like a and an editor. Um, yes, to yeah. edit the film once once we were done and a color grader. That was another additional role. Oh my role god, you're also. so right. Yeah, so we had a full, full team.
1: Full crew, yeah. I think a lot of people just think it's like a skeleton crew where it's like one person filming, one person on set, you know, like it can be small. I've worked in companies where it's really small, but that's not how porn should be, you know, like a certain type of porn, sure, but come on, you want to put your time and love and effort into it, and you want to, like, you know, nurture this film.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what it's about, is if you have more people on set, it makes everything go so much smoother. Yeah. Because if you're a skeleton crew, you're juggling so many different jobs, and then it gets a bit more stressful. Yes. And then your stress then reflects on the performers, Mm. and the whole team is, like, then just a ball of stress. Where it really just shouldn't be like that. Whereas if everyone has their role, everyone's got like one thing that they need to do, um, it just makes the environment so much better. Yeah. And I think that's why we really love working with a bigger crew rather than a smaller one. Because there's just it, it just feels like a safer environment for our performers who are doing a super vulnerable thing. Mm-hmm. And they need to feel that safety and family and like... The care. Yeah, that everything's... Mm yeah running smoothly.
1: So seeing the difference between what our porn set is like and working with a really perfect team that all mesh together compared to what I used to work on the sets where it was a skeleton crew where it was there was so much stress we would literally get like a ham sandwich where the performers weren't looked after sometimes the performers were getting paid like 250 quid to do a whole boy girl scene that's going to be
0: Wow. Made, like, you know,
1: that would have made thousands upon thousands and they just barely got paid. In it. I yeah, it barely got bad. paid. In I got paid minimum wage doing my full day. Not like I, yeah. I got paid the same if I was a runner for the day. If I was a camera operator, if I was on boom, I got just paid like 60 quid for the day. It was unbelievable. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. Really not great. Um, yeah. But again, that was like, I mean, what, that's why companies... Eight years ago
0: yeah that's why companies like Erica Loss are doing a really great thing when it comes to the guest directing because like they are giving substantial budgets to make it a proper film experience yeah. so that everyone is paid fairly and that the film's gonna be good quality because mm-hmm. you just you can't you can't um, make a good quality film if people are stressed and doing too many jobs like something will suffer. You know, if someone's doing sound and camera or mm-hmm. someone's doing sound and do, being a runner, then the, the sound quality is going to suffer.
1: Yeah, yeah, it will. Um, and obviously that's, that's something that's like big. That's a big porn film. Not all porn films are a film like yes. that. Um, you know, they do it different all over the world in all different countries. Like, sometimes it does work if there's literally just three people doing it. Sometimes it works if it's literally the yeah. the performer filming themselves. But it just totally depends on the yeah. feel and the style. It's the same with movies, you know. Like, some movies have skeleton yeah. crews and some have, like, fucking huge amounts of people on
0: board. This is very true. And the, the film sets that I've helped out on with King Noir has just been... Like, literally, me as a production assistant, just, like, helping out filming some BTS. Mm -hmm. And then we just have one person on camera. But, you know, their emphasis isn't on the sound. It's not on making it, like, this, like, cinematic quality. Because otherwise you would hire more people but um but you still get a really decent film from that experience also but it's just different
1: yeah and it it also depends on like what the consumer wants not everybody wants to watch a porn film that looks like a goddamn movie some people want to watch like the exactly the cheap filthy the nasty the amateur you know it totally depends on the style that gets you off some some people they they can't you know believe it enough because it looks too cinematic
0: yeah. So some questions about making your own porn by yourself at home. How do we film ourselves going at it with, that, with the phone shaking all over the place? How do we figure out where the angles are? Where, where are the best positions? Where should we put the camera? Well, so
1: again, some people love the shaky camera. Um, I do know that, like, technology now, their motion stabilisers are so fucking good. So good. So good. So even so if you good. are shaking, <laughs> like, you can't really notice it that much. And also there are other options yeah. in post-production, like, with editing, that you can put it through a stabiliser even still. Or put it on a tripod, prop it up somewhere, or just, like, have that as part yeah. of the feel of the movie. It can work really well.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I I love the POV kind of like Mm -hmm. handheld. I fucking love handheld though, anything. Handheld like makes you feel like you're there Mm -hmm. Also, whatever you're watching. So that's why I I really love that. But I also think uh, what I've experienced whilst filming amateur stuff is that I quite like being in selfie mode
1: and like
0: knowing what I'm looking at Mm -hmm. and I can just sort of Mm -hmm. film myself from different angles and I can move the phone around you know to see anything but as it's in selfie mode I can see uh, I think that's what's really important because if you're not seeing what's going on, then you're not going to get a good film at the end of the day. Yes. Yeah. Plus, like,
1: you're going to make mistakes. You're going to fuck up. Like, it's okay to suddenly realise that you haven't been filming because you've literally been enjoying it. Oh, I've done that. You just bring it back and maybe do like a little sneaky edit or just be like, oh, sorry, loving it too much, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Angle-wise, what, what are your kind of go-tos when you're putting your camera up to film yourself? So
1: when it comes to porn, I'm really basic. I, I like being able to see everything. I would rather, personally, it be further away and be able to see everything than it being close up and me missing parts so I'm I'm very much yeah. like just like put it put it on the shelf on the side of the room put it on the bedside table fuck and enjoy ourselves and then carry on and I think that's the same with when I watch porn myself. It's like I want I want a camera position where I see everything that doesn't necessarily move. I don't want to miss anything but I know that's not not the same for everybody. Some people want those detailed yeah. shots.
0: And I'm definitely the opposite mm. I love the sort of close up detail shots of skin on skin, kissing, and the penetration, like, quite close up and quite graphic. Yeah, graphic. Um, Like, I love... If I'm filming myself whilst I'm having sex and I like the POV, so I'm looking through the lens, down at my pussy, um, and seeing the penetration that way, Mm. that's, like, also a great, great POV shot. Delicious. But, um, yeah, if I was going to prop the camera up somewhere, like, either... From, I like the side view, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Um, Because I feel like it's like a very intimate, you can see everything, but without like a weird, because bodies can look weird whilst we're fucking. Yes. And like angles can be quite hard um, and not as flattering. So like finding angles that you really like yourself is really important. And I just think trial and error Mm-hmm. i think just putting your phone in various different places until you're like oh fuck that's it
1: yeah i mean when i'm doing amateur stuff i love exactly what you love like the selfie kind of look where it's like if i'm yeah face down or if i'm like you know like speed bump what's it called lazy bitch so i'm lying on my front and yes. i'm facing the camera and you can see, your... you can see everything yes. you kind of have to angle it up so you so can still good. see penetration but it's yeah, that just looks
0: hot. Yeah. It just looks like like a sel- like selfie mode. Selfie mode fucking. So we've got a question from a director's point of view. What are some tips to make it look hot and sexy? Oof. I mean, I personally would just say if you're enjoying it, It's gonna look hot and sexy. Yes, yeah. You don't If you're in the moment and there's passion, I think what starts to make it not look hot and sexy is when it's too set up and it's a bit like, oh, okay, let's just catch this, blah, blah, blah. I think you want it to be more like flowing Mm -hmm. and real. And that's something that we've experienced on Erica Lust sets and our own. It's just like, let's just let people fuck yes absolutely none of the no stops are yeah like
1: oh can you just do that bit again can you lick that bit again can you uh, like that kind of takes <laughs> people out of it you want people to act and feel as natural as possible on the camera because we can sense it as humans even even when you like yeah. you can tell when you when you see a couple that like presses the on button they're like okay, now should we do, you know? Like you want to abolish yeah, all of that yeah. and press it and just like get straight into it, enjoy it, or cut that first bit out so it's like there's no awkwardness and it just goes straight into the sex part exactly Mm.
0: mirrors can be really good mirrors can be great yeah
1: we love a we love a good mirror shot i mean yeah and then then you can get everything in but you know it's so sometimes it is really hard to fucking concentrate if you're the one doing the fucking and filming at the same time like you have to multitask
0: yeah i do find that i feel less pleasure because i can be less less in my body when i'm filming Mm -hmm. But it's also fun. It's just a different experience.
1: Yeah, I that I even find it hard to come. Just if I put my camera on and I'm playing with myself, or yeah. if I'm like reaching an Same. orgasm, it's almost like yeah, my, my my thought processes are divided. Like I'm I'm thinking about the yes. shot. I'm thinking about what I look like, what how I feel. <laughs> so it's better if you can yeah. get someone else to film it. That's like prime, and yeah. then you can really switch off because yeah. they're they're covering all the technical stuff
0: exactly exactly so how do we feel comfortable in front of the camera Mm,
1: practice practice on your own I think is one of the biggest steps and tips is practice and feel good and remind yourself that it's okay to not look perfect all the time in front of the camera we've been really brainwashed with how perfect porn is everything looks good everything looks bigger everything looks like yeah like, like it's on a movie set Because that's what they've created They've literally gone Stop You don't look yeah. great there We're going to change the shot We're going to do this again We're going we're gonna to change it up You don't have that opportunity necessarily yeah. But people feel that authenticity from you That like real-esque from you I love that part about filming my own porn Is that I am just in the shower And suddenly want to masturbate yeah. And suddenly want to film something And maybe the angles aren't necessarily right But like I think that works yeah. I think people sense it
0: yeah i also think it's really important having your partner to sort of confirm to you mm. how good you look during the filming and like what you look like on camera i know that that's made a big difference how i mm-hmm. felt about seeing certain shots where i'm like i'm not sure about that angle and they're like nah it looks fucking hot yes and it's like okay yeah. okay that's good i needed that in some way
1: i i think I think like we we love an we love an explicit angle. So anything that is more explicit to what you'd normally see can blow people's minds, you know, if you're really getting in there. But it just totally depends on what kind of porn you want to create for yourself. Do you want to create something that's a bit more like Yeah. like implied and like sensual and nude or do you want something that's fucking like sexy and graphic where you're actually seeing like close-up penetration and something that's like really visceral in your spec in your <laughs> in
0: your space in yeah. your face. It just, it's totally down to what you feel comfortable with. Vextape said something really great on our podcast a while ago. I think like maybe I got just over a year ago at this point. Um, where she was like, only put things out there and only make things that you really love yourself and that you're proud of. And I think this is such a good way to go into making your own porn. Yeah. Because don't just like make things that you think that other people are going to like. Yeah. Because at the end of the day... It's for you and you don't want to be putting anything out there or even creating stuff for yourself that you don't like and don't feel proud of. Like, make it how you want it, whether that's, like, super sensual and cinematic or, like, really hardcore and, like, really, like, stark. You mm-hmm. know, you can you can make your porn how you want to watch porn.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, like, we're, we're not... We understand that anything you put out on the internet there is a risk that it will be copied, it will be shared, it will be leaked. But it happens so rarely these days. It's about preparing yourself and being okay with that. If on the off chance your content does get leaked, how are you going to handle that situation? How are you going to tackle it? And creating porn that you feel good and sexy and comfortable with hurts a lot less if it does get leaked than if, if it's like the video you exactly. don't want anyone else to see. So it's about being smart exactly. about what you put out there, what you want to post about. And yeah, it can mm-hmm. I mean, like, shit does get leaked, but also, you know, it's a part of it. Like it Yeah. <laughs> revenge porn, obviously, these days is is a whole different thing. You can literally take people to get to court. You can get people arrested if they have leaked it on purpose. Yeah. But if it's just a bot, if it's like some random trying to like share your content because they actually love your content and want other people to see it, then it's just about how you handle that situation. You know, it you do have to think about these yeah. things very logically. Like if God forbid your parents saw it, how are you going to have that conversation with them? Are you going to explain to them that this is something that you love and you've always wanted to do and like it's your life and they can't tell you or micromanage how you want to live your life? Or are you gonna like shut everything mm. down and close it all up and pay someone to delete everything online yeah. of you? You know, have that have that game plan in in motion.
0: Yeah. Or you can just make porn for yourself. Yeah. You know, like you and your partners. Yeah. That, and that's totally cool.
1: It doesn't have to be shared. You don't have to make money off of it. It can just be you for you.
0: You don't. <laughs> for your eyes only. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think the last tip really is to just forget about the camera and be present in the moment because. Yes. Mm-hmm. You just want to be enjoying the experience really or, you know, if you like the feel- filming aspect, then don't forget about the camera. Like, look at how fucking hot you look on it.
1: In it, the best kind of porn is when you are feeling yourself and you are loving yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not caring about if there's like shit all over your face, if you're like leaking discharge yes. on the dick, if you're like if your pube is there for people to see. Come on, it is about just like loving your body <laughs> for the natural thing it is. There are gonna it's not gonna be perfect. We don't want perfection because that that isn't real. We want you to feel good and sexy about the content you create that's the most important and it can take time to do that
0: yeah well I hope all those tips were useful and you learned something and you're going to take that away and make your own pornos <laughs> and if you do let us know how it goes
1: yes and of course it, it goes without saying you don't have to want to make your own porn to feel sexy to feel good you can no. you can literally keep all of your sex stuff away from any technology that is completely understandable but if you do want yeah, to make some porn so fine that's okay too man that's also, that's okay. also beautiful we love it <laughs> sexy as <fuck. laughs> don't let anybody pressure you into creating content when you're not feeling comfortable about it i feel like
0: that is a really 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 important point to end this on yes is that only make it if you're feeling comfortable yeah because people do try and pressure
1: yeah it happens all the time I think if it's if you're saying I don't know if I want to do this then give it some time Mm -hmm. and if the person will respect you they'll give you some space but if you're ready to make porn you'd be like fuck yeah let's go I'm ready for it it's almost like you know inherently if it's something for you or not
0: also be really really careful of people trying to push your boundaries Uh i think that that does happen quite a lot and they can make it seem really enticing Mm -hmm. and super fun um but always go back to how are you actually feeling about it and are you comfortable with with filming this stuff
1: especially in sex work especially if you say oh no, I'll never do anything anal related. And then someone's there going, I'll give you 500 for an anal video. And you're like, "Mm, maybe, you know, like this week's, it, it can happen. It's very normal for it to happen. So you do just need to write down a list of your boundaries and then go back to check them. They mm. can That can be really helpful, especially if it's like someone you're in love with and they're like, yeah, I really want to film this like public video and you're not feeling that comfortable about yeah. it, but you want to do it for them because they love you. Have a conversation, say, can we yeah. slow this down? Can I have time to think about it? And like come back to it when you're ready.
0: Yeah. And if they are pressuring you, then... That doesn't sound great. No. Sounds slightly abusive. Yeah,
1: Tell them you're pressuring me and I don't feel comfortable. Like, fucking shut it
0: down. Yeah, because this is for you, not Mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. Always. Always, always. And to end this episode, we have a really, really cute message from a curious fucker. Yay. While you're both reunited, I wanted to reach out to you both and say thank you. I've struggled my whole life to come with a partner. And because of you both, I did today twice. Oh my God, stop. Because of the confidence you have helped me build listening to your podcast for the last God like eight years and thank you doxy wand your recommendation (laughs) of course but normalizing my sexuality normalizing my kinkiness coming out as bi all of which I felt you both held my hand through oh Oh, this is gonna make me cry (laughs) taking responsibility for my pleasure Woohoo! From the bottom of my heart and (laughs) pussy. Thank you so much with your amazing insights and sex ed and general mega babiness. You have honestly helped me change my life, become more powerful and honour my pleasure. So much love. Oh my God, that's... I actually
1: have tears. Yeah. Yeah.
0: My eyes are juicy right now. (laughs) (laughs) My eyes are mega juicy. The juice. Oh. Thank you so much for writing
1: that to us. That means so much to hear that. It's... It's honestly like, yeah, like we just, most most of the time it's just Florence and I just chat and shit. But it really means a lot to hear that this podcast and what we do and what we've done for the past almost 10 years is it like means that much to you. That's all we've ever wanted and all we've ever
0: dreamed for. This is why we do what we do. This is it. This is the reason. This is the legit reason. Thank you so much for reaching out and telling us that because it means so much to hear. And, you know, it really ignites the fire to be like... Yes, we need to continue doing this because it is for the good of the world, the good of the nation, <laughs> <laughs> the nation. It's the good, the good, the good for okay, the podcast. Okay, curious, curious barkers. Barkers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you love this episode, please remember to share it far and wide. And as always, remember to give it a rating and a review because it helps get our podcast into more people's ears.
1: Yes. Uh, If you want to keep up to date with everything we've been up to, please follow our Instagram at Come Curious. Watch our stories, like our posts, love it up. And of course, you can follow our personal accounts, Read Amber X and Florence Bark. We're also on Twitter, Patreon, OnlyFans and tiktok but lol we haven't posted on there for a long time
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you're if you're missing our videos on youtube you can see them if you subscribe to be a patreon which can only be you only have to give like one pound one dollar a month anything will help support us um it's really hard to continue doing what we do as sex educators because the algorithms are against us we're being censored left right and center mm-hmm. so any support you can give us means so much and then you can see the videos also yeah um we've
1: loved this episode and i hope you do too have you said the rating and the review stuff yet No, i did yeah i did and that just means we're gonna have to see you next thursday
0: yeah see you next thursday curious fuckers yeah goodbye
1: Bye. Goodbye.